This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Two great guests. We're going to get started with Steve Du Bois from Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana, talking about what their organization does to help law enforcement solve crimes. And then we'll speak with our friend, Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Uh, of course, we do our Capital Happenings podcast every week with the latest on what's going on in the State House. We'll play that for you as well. Two great guests, awesome show to wrap up the week. We get things started with Steve Du Bois from Central Indiana Crime Stoppers. Here's that conversation. Steve, thanks for being with us today. How's it going? Very good. So tell us a little bit about Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana. Well, we're not your typical warm and fuzzy nonprofit. Um, <laughs> That's for sure, right? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, what we do is we give our citizens of Central Indiana an anonymous way to report crime and criminals so they don't have to worry about retaliation or any family entanglements or you know if it happens to be your neighbor so they are kept completely anonymous and then we um will if it ends up in a felony arrest give a small reward so is that a big deal people saying i want to participate but i don't want people to know i'm participating actually the everyone thinks it's kind of inverse of what it usually is everyone thinks the reward drives the program it's the anonymous part that drives our program. 75% of the people never pick up the reward. Okay, so how does Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana work? We are basically set up like a normal nonprofit. Um, we have a board that govern us, governs us, and then what we have is we have a hotline. We have a, both a national number and a local number. We have a website, and we also have a, a, a mobile app. So any one of those platforms that come into us, the people tell us um, this person's wanted and he's at this house and obviously the more information they give us, the better, or that this person is dealing dope out of their house, uh, things like that. We take that information, we give it to the appropriate law enforcement agency. 
and we know just about everybody in central indiana yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say i bet you guys are connected with, with everybody probably yes, we our software is so so simple but so complicated all we have to do is usually pick a name of a police department and we send it from the time that the caller gets off the line or they're done typing to the time that that tip is sitting in a detective's email box is usually about five minutes. That's fascinating. And our guest is Steve Dubois. He's with uh, Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana. Um, so how many people make up Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana? That, I mean, that's a, a very fast turnaround. So you've got to have a lot of people, I'd assume, kind of always, always on the ball. Well, we kind of turn technology around, like sometimes the criminals use it against the, the good people. We kind of turn it around the criminals. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, the software we have is phenomenal, uh, and it was specifically designed to do what we do. So it is because of that software, we can have that quick turnaround. We, work, we have uh, four people there in the office, and then, of course, we have our, our board that helps us and then you start talking about the extended family we have all the law enforcement that helps us and then we have all the citizens that help us so tell us a little bit about the history of this organization about how it came about because like you said there's a there's a national branch of crime stoppers right that we've all heard before and are you guys like an affiliate of that then um we're a member of the national uh the national's more of a best practice type uh thing but Forty, literally 40 years ago this year, there was a detective in Albuquerque, New Mexico that was tired of no one talking to the police, and he had a, a uh, background in journalism, so he used both his journalism background and his uh, journalism background and his um, police background, and he created Crime Stoppers. Now, he had to go through all the bureaucracy within the police department, and there were a lot of people that didn't like this idea. Um, so that's why they brought in the nonprofit and the civilian governing board. So, Steve, when somebody calls in, how do you locate those people when there's a reward to be given? Well, that it's kind of a two-way street. We tell them when they call in, especially when they call in, that they must call us back because, obviously, we don't have their phone number. We don't have caller ID. We don't record anything. So there's a, a relationship that they have to keep up. But again, I said 75% of them really don't want the reward. They're just doing it for the anonymous part. Now on our mobile and our um, web apps, we have two-way communication with them. We still don't know who, we, who they are. We don't have any other computer IP addresses or any email names, anything like that. And so we can tell them there's a reward. But even when we do that, these people, about 20, 25% come collect the reward. Again, our guest is Steve Dubois. He's with uh, Crime Stoppers of uh, Central Indiana. If you want to give out the information right now, if people are hearing this, it might be they might say, hey, I know about something. You know, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. So how can they get a hold of you guys? Um, I think everyone knows our local phone number, 317-262-TIPS, which is 8477. There's also a national number if you happen to live out of 31 area code. It's 800-222-TIPS. Then we have our website is Crime Tip crimetips.org and then our mobile app is p3 tips so if you search that in the android or the apple store you can download the mobile app and that's a free mobile app free mobile app okay so we saw in the uh, elections this past year that anonymous reporting is becoming a, a big thing is law enforcement really starting to use this anonymous reporting as a, a key part of their uh tools that they have at their disposal any police department needs to listen to its community and i will say that 
in the last actually when we went to this new software there's a component for law enforcement that makes it much simpler for them to use their tips um, our participation within the police departments has gone up greatly uh, what are some other things folks should know because obviously uh, we want to make sure that we touch on all the key issues but I'm sure you've got something that you say man every Rob I wish you'd have got to this today any anything I haven't touched on so far that you say man this is really important we definitely need to let the public know about this well one it's kind of a two-way street again we're never going to tell who you are but make sure you don't tell on yourself. <laughs> do people do that? People do that. We've had somebody come up in front of TV, and when the SWAT was out in front of the thing, hey, I called Crime Stoppers about this. That, I, I can't do that, anything about that. Once that cat's out of the bag, it's gone. Um, so you got to keep yourself anonymous. And then if you can give us as much information as possible, like you're telling a story, like who, what, where, when, how, and then – that gives the investigator much more to go on. And now we've had literally two sentence tips that have ended up in an arrest, but the ones that are very detailed, um, you know, this guy's wanted for bank robbery and he hangs at this house and he's usually there at night. If his red truck's there, then he's there. Right. Things like that, that really gives a lot for the investigators to go on. Is that one of the biggest pitfalls of something like a Crime Stoppers where there's no direct communication? A lot of times where somebody just gives you a, a one-sentence thing and they it's sort of like calling 911. Uh, you know, you get, the more detailed you are, the more it helps the person on the other end facilitate the transaction. Yeah, and especially if, if you really want something to happen because literally we took 70 over 7100 tips last year so the tips that have more information in them are going to go to the top of the file your guest is steve dubois he's with crime stoppers of central indiana steve tell us a little bit about your story i think it's always interesting for people hearing somebody on the radio to know who's telling them why this is important and you've got a certainly got a background that would lend a lot of credibility to this yeah i'm actually career law enforcement and i've been over 30 years in law enforcement i've done homicide i've done undercover work I've done narcotics work I've done street work and through my career actually when I was moved into homicide with the old IPD my very first robbery case was solved by a crime stopper tip um, and working homicide I know that sometimes it takes that one thread to start unraveling a case so personally I have seen the the importance of some of this information but then also it just with what uh, the, the country's going through and especially what Indianapolis is going through, you want to see some of these things level out. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea of how many people Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana have impacted over the, uh, over the time of his, its existence? I mean, how many cases maybe it's solved? Well, I, we were over 5,500 felony arrests. Oh, wow. That's, am that's arrests. Yeah, that's, that's arrests. That's amazing. And that doesn't even begin to touch the misdemeanors and everything else. We're somewhere over $7 million in seized items. Wow, that's that's uh, that's incredible. And like, how long has the local chapter been around for? We've been around just uh, 31 years. Wow, that's that's excellent. Okay, I want to close again with you giving out the information for people. If they're hearing this saying, I, I know of a crime or I think I may know of something that's happening and I, I want to be a part of the anonymous reporting to help law enforcement, how can they do that? They can call the phone number, 317-262-TIPS, which is 8477. Uh, they can go online at crimetips.org, or they can download the mobile app at p3tips.com. Steve, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. That was Steve Dubois of Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana. And we're going to take a quick pause, hear from our underwriters. When we come back, we will speak with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. 
It's our Capital Happenings podcast, taking you through the latest on what's happening in the Indiana legislative session. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. That was Steve Dubois of Crime Stoppers of Central Indiana. And we're going to take a quick pause, hear from our underwriters. When we come back, we will speak with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. It's our Capital Happenings podcast, taking you through the latest on what's happening in the Indiana legislative session. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Up next on the program, we speak with our friend, Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Senator Merritt and I sit down each week for the Capital Happenings podcast, keeping uh, folks up to date on the latest happening with the Indiana legislative session. So we'll get right into it with uh, Senator Jim Merritt talking a little bit about the roads funding proposals, as well as how to effectively uh, communicate with your legislators. Here's that conversation. Welcome in to another edition of Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Senator Merritt, how, how are you? I'm well. Three weeks into session, and we're getting a little momentum. Yeah, it was interesting. was watching some of the live feeds, and uh, people are starting to get serious, for lack of a better term. Yes, when you have, uh, you start in the, really, the beginning of January, and then we have, uh, obviously, Martin Luther King Day. We have the inauguration. Um and these these are uh, events that we want to celebrate, and thus we you have a stop and a start and stop and start. Now uh, I think we're we're pretty clear towards uh, the end of April. Okay, the big issue right now dominating the news, the House meeting basically as we speak about this is the road funding bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Representative Greg Sterwald speak last night on it. It seems like there are about ten thousand different uh, options at this point. Well, yes, and and uh, I think that a lot of people are contacting their state representative and talking about this issue. I don't think in, there's any doubt that we do have roads that are crumbling. Uh, I think there's also no doubt that we have done a good job in creating roads. Not many states are actually building new highways, and we're doing that. And thus, we uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, storm right now. And, and luckily, people feel like they can contact us through social media or 
or uh, the internet or, or a telephone call or come down to the state house and talk with us this issue seems to be emanating in the house as it did last year and then you guys get it and mm-hmm. I we've talked about this a, a little bit but uh, let's go into some detail on it um, because kind of hearing representative Sturwald speak last night and this is not a quote verbatim but you guys kind of don't pay a whole lot of attention to what each other's doing until the bill comes over to your side is that but, correct yes and, and that is correct uh, as most people know you can't have uh, revenue producing bills in the Senate. It, they have to originate in the House of Representatives. That is where the budget is, um, originates from. Now we can uh, have bills that appropriate, uh, but they can't. Uh, uh, they they can't. You can't grow a tax in in the uh, in the Senate. And thus, most every money bill, if you will, starts in the House of Representatives. And thus. Uh, the, the transportation bill is starting in the House of Representatives. It's going to take a quick pause here from our underwriters. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Again, the program is Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. A couple of different ways you can check us out. Uh, You can also find the audio version. A lot of people like to just listen. They're not Mm -hmm. visual people. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find us under Central Indiana Today. That's my show. And uh, we podcast right there, SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Listen anytime you want. We're also on radio affiliate WYRZ uh, out of Hendricks County. And we're going to be picking up some more. I know as we go along here very soon. I know you're getting a really good response about the show. We we are getting good response. And uh, I enjoy this. And uh, it's a great way to... uh, talk with our constituents, all 6.6 million Hoosiers and 130,000 in Northeast uh, Marion County. You know, it's interesting because we are now seeing this with uh, President Trump. I was going to call him Donald Trump, but it's now President Trump, that the landscape is uh, is changing. And I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about this today because constituent services is so big with what you do. And right now, you guys are hearing so much from constituents in regards to this gas tax. How has the, the ability to interact with legislators kind of changed since you started? Well, in 1991, January 1991, uh, people, we had a very, very busy phone bank. And we also got a lot of letters and a lot of petitions but obviously back then uh the internet what did not play a role and um you know it's interesting back in the 70s there were committee hearings that uh were private there was no one knew who voted on what and and uh the 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 place was not transparent at all we have come a long way in the last 50 years it is interesting too. You mentioned phone banks, so there were literally people sitting there answering the phones. Yes, and we have that today. But uh, but uh, more people were um, 
more people were contacting us by phone back then because it was pretty much the only way. Uh, no one really knew that they could come down to the state house and testify on a bill, but everybody can. I remember the first time I was asked to come down and talk about an issue. It was uh, then newly elected Governor Pence's uh, tax income tax reform yes. bill that ended mm-hmm. up ultimately passing in some capacity. I'd like to think I played some tiny role in that. I'm sure you uh, did. You know, everybody who testifies think they did, right? Well, of course. Um, but I just remember seeing the line out the door, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, as the Internet has become more prevalent, do you see more people coming down to the state house, or more people relying on that digital way of interacting with legislators? Well, it's, it's uh, just like this. This podcast is enabling me to contact uh, individuals and let them know that I care and that, that we're on top of things. Uh, it, it's kind of an interesting mix. Uh, I'll get an email that will be uh, just plain evil and, and, and calling me names or saying things that aren't factual. And what we'll do is we'll make a copy of that email and I'll go see that person. And uh, it's it's an interesting situation. Do they, it's internet muscles is what we call that, right? They're probably not that mean yeah, in person. It's easy to push the send button. <laughs> And so when you end up at their door with the saying, you know, uh, ma'am, you you um, sent this and said some things that I don't know if you really know that I read this, but I read every email that I get. And so um, more times than not, they're backing up a little bit. Do you get a larger volume like this year, maybe when there's a topic like the gas tax than you might say last year during the, the short session? Absolutely. I think um, and, and as well as we will get more input this year on the gas tax than we did last year's transportation bill because uh, we made it very clear uh, from the start that uh, that uh, it was uh, we need to find out exactly what was going on with the roads and and if the roads warranted the, the situation, and and uh, I think we've all studied it. And the first committee, if you will, if you will, um, had a quite a demonstrative report that's saying yes, the roads need uh, the help. They they need the reconstruction. They need the maintenance. Okay, so that's another thing I wanted to get to today. Again, our program is Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. You mentioned the well, you didn't mention it directly, but sort of the summer study session. Right. Mm-hmm. So explain to the people what that is and how it helps shape public policy in okay. Indiana. There are a variety of ways that we can study uh, issues in the state house. One is we have uh, several standing committees that, that deal with taxes and deal with, um, like for instance, my utility committee um, has, is, has uh, several meetings during the summer. Uh, but then we have other study committees that are topic-oriented, like transportation or like vape or, or like any other issue. Uh, and The Tesla issue yeah. was studied a couple of years ago. Which is coming back now. Yes, it is coming back. And so um, uh, there are a variety of ways that we can allow people to come to the state house, allow people to watch, allow legislators to learn more about issues. Uh, learn more about the the situation with the roads and 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 how how decayed they actually are. Not only that, but bridges. Bridges are something that we're all concerned about. We've seen situations in other states, Minneapolis, if you recall, where the bridge just fell in. Uh, that it's a it's a public safety issue, and not only that, a, a car safety issue. And so. Uh, it's another opportunity for people to testify, another opportunity for us to understand um, the, the gravity uh, of the situation. 
Uh, it's interesting, too, for me to watch this gas tax thing play out because it's one of these issues where there seems to be a general consensus we have to we have to fix a problem. And now the big fight is how do we fix the problem? Is it easier when you have the consensus we have to fix the problem, but there's a big fight on how to fix it? Or is it easier when you have to just try to build the consensus that there's a problem and then it kind of goes from there? Well, it's in, in the last 27 years, I've been here, this is my 27th year, uh, we have gone from a, a, legislator, a legislature that uh, shoots some hip and, and thinks they understand the problem to a, a, a body, uh, a, a, a general assembly that looks at data, that looks at results, that do, looks at facts and, and uh, pre-K. Uh, we, we, uh, we have a, a pilot going on that we will get a lot of information very, very soon on the performance of kids who have gone through pre-K versus uh, kids that haven't. And so we measure we we are we are metrics. We are we measure, and that's one of the great things about the Eric Holcomb administration is they're getting back to the Daniels administration way of of measuring outcomes. And this is how you make good public policy, and that's hopefully what we will do with the roads. Is one of the issues that you have, and I had this in municipal government on the when I served on the town council in Brownsburg, is people don't know how to get involved or they feel overwhelmed at the process of getting involved because anybody can come testify on a bill joe smith off the street can walk in sign the form and speak for his two minutes or whatever the committee hearing mm -hmm. allows um is that is that trying for you guys because you don't get the input and then you do something and then everybody goes well we didn't like that yes and and it is um uh it, it people really believe and in in some regards it's a gauntlet getting here in the state house, getting through security, um, wanting to know how you sign up to testify on a bill, what you should say, how long you should say it, and I, uh, those people who uh, are in industry even, uh, still, right. still are aghast of how you actually go about getting your opinion heard. And so it's not just somebody coming off the street that that uh, is is uh, just a, a citizen. It's those that are in corporate Indiana that don't understand it as well. How much do the hearings actually impact you guys? We talked a little bit about this, I think it was two episodes ago, because of course, last week we had the great Governor Holcomb on the show. By the way, you can go back and check out the podcast. Only audio last week, but we had uh, Governor Eric Holcomb, and then we also had uh, Loretta Rush, the Chief yep. Justice of the Indiana Supreme Court, uh, on the program. Yes, that uh, was a real treat. Yeah, so... Um, you can go back and check that. That's on mm -hmm. SoundCloud and, and iTunes. Um, but how much does does testimony impact you guys, individual people, a lot of times coming and telling their story? Well, I, I think it impacts a lot, in, in, including in this are these, these chamber meetings on the weekends, third house meetings. Legislators, uh, when they go in and see people on Saturday mornings at the, at the you know, the uh, local – um, diner or or wherever they might have these meetings, uh, they they uh, come prepared with the facts, but they they want to know what is going on in life during the week. And uh, uh, don't don't be fooled. the the legislature legislators listen to their constituents. And a lot of times, like for instance, what we're talking about the scourge of the opioid uh, crisis, I listen to a lot of people who have lost people um, to an overdose or whatever. We listen and and understand 
what a collection of opinions can do. Again, our uh, show is Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Talking a little bit about constituent services today, because this is the time you really need to hear from people right now as bills are are getting uh, getting drafted and, and put together. Um, do you go back and watch, like, say the, the, the House is having their big deal today on the gasoline tax, and mm-hmm. we kind of focus on that today because that is what everybody's talking yes. about. Mm-hmm. Do you go back and try to catch some highlights from that? Do you reach out to your friends on the other side to say what was talked about today? Because, I mean, while you don't, really pay a lot of attention you probably do to get an idea of what's coming your way we what we will do is we will review uh how the committee hearing went how many people were uh testifying that's probably one of the reasons why you had a tough time getting a parking space is because there's a lot of people here today and uh uh, but but as well as i have a lot of issues i'm working on i'm chairman of a committee and so uh the bulk of the work will be uh, how the bill turns out in the House, should it turn out in the House, then the real work in the Senate on the bill itself when it goes through our committee structure and onto the Senate floor, that's when I'll be dedicating a lot more time and a lot more mind power to it because uh, it you have to be very efficient with your time here. And there's a third player to this, and we didn't really get a chance to get into it with him last week. But it's got the governor, right. Eric, Eric Holcomb. So it's like a, it's like a, you're playing a, a triangle here mm-hmm. of everybody mm-hmm. trying to come together on a, mm-hmm. on a consensus. How often do these sort of big button bills go down to the last week, the last day? The, you know, I, this seems like a bill that's going to do that. It very well could, and and um, if it's going to be in the budget, maybe it could be in the budget, or it could be a standalone uh, piece of legislation. It could go down to mid-April or late April. Uh, uh, the, the governor um, has given us every indication that uh, he will be at the table. Uh, those 106 days that he was on the campaign trail uh, were uh, bumpy on Indiana roads. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in the car. And, uh, and he not only learned about addiction in Indiana, but he, he learned about how bumpy the roads actually are. And, and you know, uh, just two weeks ago, there was an enormous hole in the middle of 465. And so uh, we've, we're all experiencing uh, potholes. We're all experiencing uh, cracks in the, in the middle of a highway. And so uh, we, we have to do something. We, it just all depends on what it is. But to answer your question directly, we'll be working on this into April. Okay, uh, and we'll, we'll move on from this, but these mm-hmm. two things sort of tie together, so I thought it would be a good one to do this week, and we'll, we'll probably have a show just on the gas tax yeah. pretty soon or, or sure. road funding. At list. some point yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of the people that are at the, the table on that, um, I hope those guys from the House will come over and talk to me. Oh, I've been... absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but the people that are hearing this and they say, okay, I want to make a difference. I want to have my voice heard. You talked about the mean emails. Um, what is the best way for someone to grab your attention? What is the mm-hmm. best way for someone to have you look at them, pay attention to what they're saying, but yet be uh, polite and mm-hmm. proficient in what they're doing? Yeah, I think efficiency is exactly right, and, and, and proficiency, if you will. Uh, you can drop, um, more than likely, you're represented by uh, in my neck of the woods, represent Houston, represent Bosma, Speaker Bosma, or myself. And I would drop, I would go to in.gov and go to the legislator page and uh, drop me an email. Exactly what your experience is and, and uh, if you di- agree or if you disagree. Uh, we need people on both sides of the issue rather than rather than just uh, you're upset about a you know possible gas and tax increase 
or you've had experience on the highways that you you're demanding action for better highways and so i uh i'd be brief but um and you know there are a lot of uh organizations that put out email that is duplicative make it to your own uh opinion rather than someone else's opinion tell me what you feel yourself i I think that 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 individual email is very very important Again, our guest is Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, the pro. Well, you're not the guest. You're the co-host. You're the co-host of the show, uh, Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget, you can hear us on SoundCloud and iTunes as well. Just search Central Indiana today. Down the sh- download the audio version of the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Also can be heard on uh, WYRZ out of Hendricks County, and we'll be picking up some other radio affiliates once Senator's done with his uh, day job, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the session. Um, there are some other very hot-button topics that are – uh, kind of getting swept under the rug right now, and a couple of them are very important to you. They're not getting swept under the rug, but they're just not getting the attention that everything right. else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we kind of are a broken record. We touch on these each week, but they are very important. How are your bills progressing in your effort to kill heroin in five years? We're having a we're having and you know it's interesting. Uh, we have um, we've put the spotlight on bills that deal with the opioid crisis, and as well as. We're working uh, on the on a budget in the House of Representatives that will uh, be thirty billion dollars plus biennial budget. There are a lot of things going on that aren't getting the same um, headline, if you will, as the as the roads issue. But um, I, you know, I'm working on issues that deal with hunger, um, about um, uh, food stamps or SNAP, as well as the opioid crisis. And I, as I've said, we have 19 bills. We've had several bills. Uh, uh, be worked on a committee. We had several bills today uh, pass committee onto the floor, and and it, it's a comprehensive agenda of of prevention, of treatment, of law enforcement, of uh, data collection, and it, it's something that um, I've got my arms around, and and uh, we are trying to um, eat away or nibble away at the at the um, preparation for us to a- have an all out assault. To me, uh, if you if you have a problem or, or, or some sort of dilemma, you've got to assess, you've got to analyze. And, and right now, I don't know how many hospitals have um, the ability to have detox treatment recovery. I don't know if there's senior citizen housing that be, can, because people like being uh, treated at home, how many, they say 13,000 beds that we can possibly use in detox treatment recovery. Uh, and so we have to understand what equipment we have, what um, what bandwidth we have to to uh, tackle the problem, uh, and what we need to add. And so right now, I think we're in the assessment um, and analysis of what we have, so we can figure out what we need. There was a bill that uh, that kind of caused some controversy the other day, and I believe it came from the Senate with Senator. I think it was Senator Head. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that for sure, but I think it was about raising the pay of the governor and the other statewide office holders. I'm curious if you had a chance to look at that yet or have you have you dug into it at all? Uh, Senator Head, and we'll hear more from him uh, about this issue, including the vape issue, which and is we Senate like Randy. Bill. He's a good guy. Yes, he's, a, he's an outstanding state senator. And uh, not only the uh, pay, uh, pay bill, but we want to talk to him about the vaping bill because that's a controversial topic in itself. And hopefully next week we'll be able to have an interview with him. Um, we... we uh, we have to uh, work slowly on lots of these issues that are controversial, and the pay bill is one of those. Uh, my issue is is I want 
the statewide candidates to stand up and say, um, I, "I need more. I need. I'm, I'm new at this job. I need more budget for staff, or I need more pay because of th- there's there's uh, there's a competition out in the the workforce." Uh, I, I do believe that we are underpaying our statewides. It's just a question we have to answer for you out there that this doesn't come from increased road money. This doesn't come from anything other than the, the state uh, fund, the, the, general, the general fund. And so this bill was held in, in the uh, civil, law, uh, um, civil law committee. And, and there was no vote taken, and there may never be a vote taken. But I do believe that people in state government uh, need to be competitive with the local, uh, with the, you know, with the uh, corporate Indiana, if you will. Uh, and so we have good people, not only the people that we have serving now, but good people to come. Just hearing from people on this, and this may be another topic that we, you said we're going to have Senator, Senator Head on, so we'll talk to him about that probably at that time. But... Ninety percent of government is optics, you know, and ten percent of it's probably policy. Absolutely, and the perception, opt- yeah, and the optics of it right now are you have well, we don't have any money for roads, so we're going to have to raise everybody's taxes. But yet we have money to give raises to statewide office holders who, while you're right for the amount of work they do, are probably underpaid. The average person who's making thirty thousand dollars a year skating by goes, I'd love to make one hundred and ten thousand dollars a right, year. Right, right. The uh, um, I always say that the governor should make more. Um, uh, than his staff, and right now I'm not th- sure that's actually true. I've not uh, I've not uh, gotten deep into this issue, but uh, I, I I I do believe that uh, we need good people to run for these offices in the future, and so we need to treat this this way. Um, we went through judge increase uh, salary increase increases, and and I think we got that settled. We just have to have the courage to do so, and. And uh, like, for instance, small schools uh, from from um, less populated areas, we I believe that schools shouldn't should be in uh, metropolitan areas along with counties that don't have a whole lot of population. So we're going to have to consider uh, increases for them this year. So there are a lot of controversial issues that go on here. And uh, and we need to hear from the public. I'm sure the public wants good quality people to be uh, running statewide, and they have large responsibility, large responsibility that we don't know really what the state auditor does, but obviously it deals with money and it deals with um, management of our, our uh, state funds, just like the state treasurer. All right, let's close with this very briefly on, um, on this topic, and it is something that has kind of uh, been approached but not – really delved into um, a whole lot, and I saw it on the news today, so I wanted to ask you about it. Um, the amount of robberies in pharmacies mm-hmm. have gone down recently. I know Senator Young, I think, has a bill dealing with this further in some capacity, but is part of, does that, for a guy like you, so big in the, the kill heroin epidemic and, and opioids and all these sort of things, do, when you see that pharmacy robberies are going down, while maybe anecdotal evidence, does it give you a little bit of hope? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does, and and uh, you don't want one, uh, you do, do, not, do not want one pharmacy robbery. However, they have been halved this year. And uh, there's there's several reasons. One, the real time um, uh, safes that that CVS and and Walgreens and others have invested in. Number one, and two, there's better training for pharmacists. And three, the federal government came in last year and assisted the state of Indiana on uh, these robberies and the people that have been accused of them. And 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 
I think we've shown that we need we mean business with um, these individuals and that a 19 year old walk in and try to rob a pharmacy not of money but of pills yeah they don't want money they want pills and so we uh, I, I think a lot of uh, good factors a lot of good levers have been pulled so that these the people aren't robbing as many pharmacies as they were last year all right. Well, Senator Merritt, thank you as always. Another great show. Appreciate you uh, filling us in on what's going on right here in the Capitol. Thank you, Rob. Hey, don't forget, if you miss any part of today's show, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. There's a couple different ways you can do it. We're on YouTube. If you just search Capital Happenings, you can find us there. If you're hopefully watching us on YouTube or we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes, just search Central Indiana Today for that. And you can download an audio version of the show right to your smartphone or tablet. want to thank our, uh, our home base radio affiliate, WYRZ 98.9 as well. For Senator Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.